Hello and welcome to the Buzz Be Late podcast. It's your boy Ugo and I'm here with Dotun. Dotun, it's been a while uh, since we spoke. Uh, today we're going to be doing some transfer round- roundup. Uh, you know, we've not talked since the last day of the <laughs> the season, like what really went on. We're chatting about it, but we've not really had the time to um, record a podcast around what really happened. But um, how are you doing? And yeah, what's, what's going on with you? <laughs> Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, no, no, not too much. Season ended. I mean, it could have been worse, but you know, we'll take what we get back in Europe. Um, uh, but yeah, other than that, I'm just looking ahead now. I'm waiting for next season. To be to be fair to you, right? Um, throughout all the speculation about what was really going on, and you know how likely it was going to be that you know you guys were going to qualify for the Champions League. I would say that you were probably the only person who I know who's an Arsenal fan who who remained really kind of, um, <laughs> would I say, almost sort of nonchalant. Like you were like, you were not buying it. You were like, I don't believe this is going to happen. You were, you were kind of consistent with that. And I remember we were talking to another Arsenal fan and he was adamant. He was convinced that you guys had already clinched up for and so you know do you feel like you know you you were expecting this for real or were you you know were you actually just sort of hoping that it wasn't going to be true that you guys were not going to make top four i mean as an Arsenal fan you know i was hoping that we would make it you know secretly hoping although that shouldn't be a secret because i'm an Arsenal fan but yes like I was hoping we would make it, but in reality, I knew that, you know, Spurs had the momentum and I felt like they had the, they were the more likely team to get into the top four. Especially, I think it was on the day of the Spurs Liverpool game that we had that conversation as well. Yeah. Um, when Liverpool failed to beat them, like I just knew, even when we, we, um, screwed up and then not London Derby like I knew but then Spurs have just always had they've just had momentum in this in the final few games and we seemed a bit off off of it so I just knew that yeah like this this was not a done and dusted situation I know some Arsenal fans are like yeah 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 you know we've got to we've got to but I just never felt like it was in the bag yeah 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 it's a tough one and and for me it almost seemed like um everything that i would have hoped to happen i mean of course city winning the league let me just put it out there because i have to be very clear because of course city winning the league is tough to take and winning the league three times in four is tough is even tougher to take as a manchester united fan but i think the rivalry with liverpool is more serious to us so Having Liverpool lose those two games was awesome because because you know my season had ended months ago, right? I wasn't necessarily you know really interested in the end of the season. I just wanted the end. I just wanted to move on to the next season. So it ended perfectly for me, and because we ended up in the Europa League, which I wasn't expecting as well. But um, but yeah, I, I can I can only imagine that it was a very very tough time for a lot of Arsenal fans. Anyways. I think last season is behind us, like some really awesome end to the season. You know, I don't know if we need, I, I think we need a whole podcast to talk about what Real Madrid has done. And maybe we should do that. <laughs> we should talk about what Real Madrid was able to accomplish this season because it was just remarkable. And just capping it off with a, a Champions League is just football royalty <laughs> at work, right? So we'll probably have to just talk about it at a later point. But um, looking forward and looking ahead, um, we're going to be talking about transfers today, and and I, I think you know transfers are, are exciting, and I will I'll be very honest with you that so I've been really excited. I've been refreshing my Twitter <laughs> over and over again. Um, you know, I know you said you're not really following like you know the gossips, but I've been following everything. I've I've really been very vulnerable to the whole thing because it's exciting to to think about the rebuild after the year that we've had. But how are you sort of following transfers? Are you being <laughs> you know, really deep about it or are you just sort no. of trying to wait for the, no. the, the confirmations? I just I just wait for confirmations. Like following um Arsenal rumors is is stress for me. 
uh, I just wait until the Arsenal um, Twitter handle like announce that a player has been signed or it's on Arsenal.com. Other than that, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that's nice, that's nice. But I don't really pay too much attention to anything because knowing You've Arsenal, been like, too many times. Yeah, like the rumors, like <laughs> it's ninety nine percent of the players we're linked to, you know, we never sign. <laughs> so it's just it's just a waste of time because we're always linked to this person, that person, this person, that person, and it's like someone out of the blue gets signed, and like, where did this come from? So yeah. I just wait for the official news. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I I did that, I think, last season. And it was great because we, we signed a lot of really cool players, um, even when I was really following the transfer news. But for some reason, this season, I, I just made up my mind that I was going to be, like, fully engaged in it's transfer exciting. rumors. <laughs> yeah, it is exciting. It's, it's a lot of drama. And anticipation. Because, you exactly, know, new exactly. management, you know, Eric yeah. coming in, you know, so like you're looking to see the kind of players he's going to bring in. You know, exactly. It's, it's, it's I, the start I of the rebuild for you guys. So it's 100%. I can't wait to see the first player he signs. I can't wait to see preseason and how they are going to play, like what his philosophy is and all of that stuff. I mean, it I've been basically scouring the internet looking for every Eric Ten Hag <laughs> interview or try to understand what his what he is about and things like that yeah I'm, I'm kicking out about the whole situation but um so let's let's start with done deals right now Manchester City just won the league are dominating Europe and they're dominating this transfer window if you think about it right because they they've signed mm-hmm. Haaland uh Julian Alvarez who else who else have they signed they're doing like really cool stuff in the market yeah, um, it's crazy because you think if your team your team is good enough to win the league and you still add this kind of players, like you still strengthen, it just shows you that you know they're not they're not cooling down anytime soon. Like they <laughs> they, they won and they want to keep winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's scary. I mean, I think Pep. Um, I think this season. I mean, even even the British um, buy to me, didn't really look like what City was all about. But it seems no. like there is this intent to really spend. They want to spend. Their, their chairman talked yeah. about it. Like they, want to, they want to spend. They want to buy players. They want to be that city that terrified people in terms of what they did in the market earlier on. It seems like they're going back to that. Because since Pep came, I mean, yes, they bought players, but they've always sort of bought players that... You know, Ferran Torres, Bernardo Silva. Yeah, they're good players, but it wasn't like, you know, crazy transfer amounts, you know, for them yeah. or anything like that. Just like they've done with Grealish and now they've done with Haaland. And they're going to probably do something even crazier before the, the, the transfer. Yeah, it feels, like, it feels like they're trying to make a statement. You know, like they want yeah. to make that big, big signing. <laughs> they wanted to sign you know? Pogba. <laughs> <laughs> Did they really... <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. He he had he had a conversation. Uh, Pep had a conversation with Pogba. Pogba was fearing the backlash of Manchester United fans uh, living in the same city. Of course, it wasn't going to be very comfortable for him uh, because you know it's Manchester. People people actually you know have a dig at you. You know when when Rooney thought about moving to City. There were people at his gate. Like <laughs> these are not <laughs> they're not messing around. I mean, I, I mean, of course, we don't condone violence or intimidation or any sort, of, any any of those sort of things. Because I think you know, I don't, I really don't care where Pogba goes. Like Pogba could go to Liverpool, to City. It wouldn't concern me one bit, in all honesty, exactly. personally, uh, because I, I really don't care where he goes. But yeah, he did he did um, have those conversations with Pep, and then had a, had second thoughts about it. So that tells me that Pep is trying to. And, and, you know, so I don't know if that is them moving away from, you know, what has gotten them success. They were disciplined in the, in the markets. They bought players that they needed. They didn't go for flashy names all the time. They went for players that actually fit into their system. You know, I don't know what to make of this sort of galactical approach to, to the market that they're taking and how that is going to really affect them um, moving forward. Same. Um, cause I mean, I don't know I mean, I mean, it's City and it's Pep and they can always change their tactics. Right. But I don't know how, um, I mean, 
Haaland is, is, is a phenomenal player and he would obviously strengthen the team and he would make a difference. But this is a team that went, what, pretty much the whole season without a number nine, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it, they had success, you know, they, I mean, they won the Premier League. Um, so it makes me wonder, like, do they need him? I, do they? I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I, I've also thought about it and pondered about the fact that Actually, um, when you look at Pep Guardiola and look at his time at um, at uh, um, Barcelona and Bayern Munich, um, he hasn't really worked very well with with like pure number nines. He couldn't he couldn't work with Eto. He couldn't work with um, with Zlatan. You know, he worked with Lewandowski. But still, the, that Bayern team was always going to dominate the league. I, I don't think Pep's time at Bayern is a reflection of who who he is as a manager because Bayern always dominates that league and they didn't really do that much in, in the Champions League. So he did what yep. was expected at Bayern, right? <laughs> exactly. So did he achieve you know a lot of great things in Europe, especially did he really dominate Europe with that team? Not really. Um, and City has gone to the finals, you know, so they've done it, like, to your point, they've done it without a, you know, a recognizable striker. Um, he liked David Villa, but David Villa wasn't necessarily, was, I think David Villa was there when he was there, I believe, yeah, he was. And he, they, they were a very deadly team at Barca, but David Villa also is not like your typical number nine, right? He's also sort of that in the mold of those sort of inside forwards who can play centrally and things like that, not necessarily like a pure nine, which which I think exactly. that's what Holland is, right? Exactly. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I yeah, think... It'll be interesting. We'll, yeah, I'm it, happy it will. to it have will. him in the Premier League and watching him every yeah. week. Like, I'm yeah. happy. It's, it's, like, he's I'm, box I'm office, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, he, he is. He is. He's going he's gonna to be fun to watch. And it's also, I don't know what his, his personal makeup is, but he comes across um, as someone who's sort of very very confident right bordering on cocky in some cases right so i'm just wondering how what that personality is going to look like in the premier league and also how that plays into the city dressing room where he's not going to be ahead of kevin or you know there are players who are there who are really 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 good at what they do so you know where does he fit in when he he goes there and stuff like that i don't know but yeah you know, to your point, it's going to be fun to see what happens. Um, the next team that is really making waves is Aston Villa with Kamara and uh, Diego Carlos, right? And they also signed um, Coutinho to a, to a permanent deal as well. Mm-hmm. No, they've, they've been busy. And it just shows, um, you know, I feel like Aston Villa, it, it shows the ambition they have. And the fact that you know the that's that top the the top half of the table it's I feel like that's where they want to be. They want to be in those you know Europa League, Conference League, you know, in that area, and yeah. it just shows that you know I would say from like first to seventh is going to be very very competitive. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah like. This, it's not going to be a gimme for any team. No, it's not. And it's not. Yeah, because like, because I mean, we've got like the you know the the big four or I guess big six, and then you have all these other teams that also strengthening. I'm still like they're a good side, and with the signings they're making, I mean, they could be really dangerous. And I'm sure Newcastle too will have some ambitions, but I guess we'll get to that later. But we know they will have ambitions. They'll want to be higher up on the table. So exactly. this is going to be really good. Yeah, no, you're 100% spot on with that, I, I think. And, and, you know, don't forget that, like, Aston Villa used to be part of that sort of top-tier club in the Premier League, even though they got relegated, but, and then they came back. It, it's a it's a big club. Like, Aston Villa is a really big club. Like, I mean, of course, not as big as the top six, but they have been, you know, there or thereabouts in terms of, you know, the, the, the hierarchy of the Premier League. So, you know, they have some money to spend, is, is what I'm saying. And and they're doing they're doing a lot of really cool things, you know. 
Kamara is, is an interesting one because I thought Manchester United, for instance, would have gone for him for a free transfer, um, would have really helped us in, in the defensive midfield area. Um, really, you know, from what I've heard, I don't know much about Kamara. I will lie about it. I, I don't watch the Serie, uh, the legal, but they say he's really good. They say he's, you know, someone who... Um, can develop into a really, really good midfielder. So um, it's interesting that no other big team actually snapped yeah. him up, you know. So I, I, I wonder what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, young, young dude. Yeah, absolutely. 22, so a lot of upside. Um, if he's doing the things he's doing now at 22, then, you know, he has, you know, that upside. And yeah, brilliant business for them. You know, it, it's not about... It has now gel, and we'll see see what that looks like um, next season. But yeah, it's it's uh, looking like they're showing a lot of ambition in the window. Um, and then to your point about Newcastle, like that's you know that's perfect. Like this today, I think they have signed, they have agreed terms with um, is it Rons? Is it Rons? I forget what the name is. I think it's Rons or something. Lens is it Lens? I forget the, the name of the club where. Um, Hugo Ekitike plays at. So they already are agreed uh, terms with that club. Um, and they say he's a really um, good player. Okay, the name of the, the name of the club, sorry, was Rams. <laughs> yeah, so it's, a, it's an interesting French name. But, but yeah, um, they've agreed 30 million euros um, plus 5 million add-ons. Um, and now they've given um, Ekitike permission to talk to Newcastle, so it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, next 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 season uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, DK was linked to United as well. I mean, I, I guess everybody just gets linked to United. Just it seems like that's just the thing. Like people try to put some clubs into the into the mix if they if, if they think you're buying a striker, they say, oh yeah, you're you're linked to the striker and stuff like that, but. We never saw any strong links, but it seems like he's headed to Newcastle. And he's also another brilliant up-and-coming striker in Europe, you know, that people have had their eyes on. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, you know. So, I mean, without sort of beating around the bush, because I want to talk about Manchester United, but first, let's talk about Arsenal. Like, what are you guys doing in the market <laughs> uh, currently? Because I've not been following it too closely, in all honesty, I think, besides sort of Lacazette and... Um, I think it was Fabian Ruiz of of, of uh, Napoli. Um, besides that, I've not really followed what's going on with Arsenal. You guys are definitely in the market for a striker, I believe. So, what kind of names are you hearing? Oh, that makes that makes me and you both. I, <laughs> I haven't really been following <laughs> the Arsenal rumors. I mean, we've been the loudest one. That you know, it's unmissable. Everyone has heard whether you follow or not. Has been um, Gabriel. Gabriel Jesus, um, yeah. but you know we don't know where that's at the moment. We don't know what's going on there, but I guess it seems to be positive, and I think it will be it'll be a great signing for us. But um, yeah, I think that's like the, the biggest rumors that I've heard. Um, other than that, yeah, it's um, we know about Lacazette leaving. That's already done, and we signed. Well, we, some of our players stand extensions. I think Inketia is either going to sign or is about to sign or has already signed. I know that was a talk at some point, and I know they extended El Nene's contract. Um, so yeah, other than that, like not much has been happening. You know, it's us now. We'll probably wrap everything up end of August. Yeah, that's that's uh, interesting. I mean, yeah, I, I think. Um... You know, with Arsenal, I, I also had Tillemans at some point, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot going on um, around Tillemans now. But sorry, yeah, that was I uh, yes, one of the, you, yeah. um, the names that was mentioned. Um, yeah, I think yeah, you're 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 right. I've heard about the Gabriel Jesus thing. Um, also heard about uh, Skamaka. Um, from Sassuolo, um, so heard that, that he's in the mix. You know, there's Ato, uh, Toliso, who just became a free agent from Bayern. I have my eyes on him as well. For me, I think that's a really good, um, you know, 
bye. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that's what's going on with Arsenal. I'm just looking around as well, just seeing uh, all the people you've been linked with. You've been linked with quite a few. Yeah, we're going to get linked uh, to everyone and we're going to sign none of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Arsenal way. Yeah. Well, um, I heard this sort of debate in one forum about um, Saka potentially moving to Liverpool. I don't think it's a it's a rumor or anything like that, but someone was suggesting that Samaka, uh, sorry, Saka would be a great uh, replacement for Mane. Um, what are your thoughts about that? <laughs> I, I I heard about that. I also heard about um, Martinelli as well. Potentially going to Liverpool, um, and like you know, Klopp being a big fan of Martinelli, you know, he sang his praises, you know, he admires the player. Uh, so yeah, I heard about that, but um, definitely, um, I yes, I do agree. Yes, Saka would be it would be a great replacement for Mane. Yes, he would he would do well in that Liverpool team, no doubts about that. But would he actually leave? Um, it's not impossible, but I don't think so. Yeah, I think yeah. I think no, I, 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 Saka. Okay, yeah, I, 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 kind of feel like it to be really, really difficult for Arsenal to sell Saka to Liverpool. They would have to, you know, bid like crazy amount of money, um, you know, for that to kind of be considered first and foremost. Uh, and it has to be maybe the player is pushing, which I don't see Saka doing. I don't think Saka is that kind of guy. I think he's going to be loyal to Arsenal. And in all honesty, I think I agree with you that Saka is, you know, top quality. I think he's, you know, really, really class. Is he a Mane? Probably not because they're completely two different players. Uh, Mane is more of this sort of tenacious, you know, wide forward Um Saka has more of, you know, sort of guile. He's, he's a creative wing in a way. Like he can create from the from the wings, which is something that, you know, you don't see quite often with some teams. Like you have um, these sort of players who they're not, he's not too fast or anything like that, but he can create from the wings because his, his end product is really good. So I don't think he's just like a like-for-like. Like. He would be a like-for-like like replacement for Mane, but I, I get that he can play a huge role but I, I don't see it happening though i don't see it happening no it won't be a like for like but i think he can still plug in that gap like he would still you know be able to play in that liverpool for front three and still do really well you know 100 percent. i mean I, I think i think liverpool has a really good team saka is a really good player really you know smart player as well so i think he will fit in no doubt i'm just thinking that it it, it won't be like a like for like for, for money because of what money brings to the table is that completely different attributes i don't know if the press the liverpool's press would be the same without a money because the way money presses is not it's not easy to replicate that from because he presses with so much intent and wins back the ball um very very strong he's not someone who you know, can be bullied of the ball or things like that. You know, there, there are certain attributes that he possesses that is going to be very, very difficult to replace. I mean, minus the footballing sort of attribute, his end product and stuff like that, which is really good. But those other intangibles are what I'm talking about in terms of, you know, it's it's going to be a hole for Liverpool for sure. Yeah, but like, I mean, in terms of the press, like, and those are things that could be coached, right? You know, I mean, um, so so that's when you can you can coach you can coach the press, which is no doubt. I'm not even going to say that Saka cannot do the press in a disciplined way. He can, but it's more about the physical attributes of a player as well, right? It's like someone okay. like can Saka run as uh, intently as Mane. It's it, physically at the moment that's not the case because Mane runs more intently than virtually most players in the in, in world football. He's one of those really high pressing guys because of the energy he 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 um, exerts. And as well as the fact that he actually goes to get the ball. It's not it's not even more so like it's like okay, a work rate. Like he has a high yes. work rate. 
it's such a it's also his build he's a very strong physically strong <laughs> aggressive guy right it's not it's not like yeah. it's like salah when you look at salah too like it's salah might seem like some guy who's he 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 sometimes he just really outruns you outwalks you out hustles and out muscles you like i i, I watched one of the goals i don't, I don't know if you've, you've seen this goal um salah was true on goal against manchester united i think it was two seasons ago True on goal, and I think it was Daniel James that was tracking him. And Daniel James is really, really fast, really, really fast. And he was tracking him, and he kept on pulling Salah and pulling Salah. He couldn't, he couldn't even get close. He couldn't even do anything, <laughs> you know. And, and and for me, that that part of it, there are people. If Dan James was was pursuing many other players he probably would have disrupted them because he had the pace but he didn't have both pace and power and that is what these guys the, those two guys for liverpool have that very few teams can comfortably boast of like they they, they have players who are so technically gifted but also outwork you most times <laughs> fair, fair enough Fair enough. Yeah, I do agree with you. I also still think that like those are things that you know Zaka can add to his game. I have I have seen him like show strength on the ball. Um, you know, he can definitely be you know more physical. He he has that technical ability as well. As mentioned, like you mentioned, um, you know, he has that. You know, he he has the pace. You know, he has he has certain attributes. I mean, he's not a money clone. That's for sure. But you know, <laughs> in within that Liverpool team and like with the other players around him and like with you know the management and all of that, like he can, they would adapt. He can hold it in adapt. a way that that yeah. yes, that that would fit with the rest of the team and will fit with the yeah. way the team wants to play. Hundred you know? percent. But like, no, I, it's, I, it's I, not I impossible, though. It's not impossible because let's not forget, like Saka has two years left on his contract and he hasn't, he still hasn't signed. So, yeah. you know, if he doesn't sign he, he might he might be thinking about it right now and saying exactly you know what's if really good if, for me. Yeah. Exactly. And if he doesn't sign this summer, it's safe to say that, you know, we might be thinking of moving him along. Because I don't know if they wanna have him with one year left. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a smart thing to do because if he if he is not ready to commit yet, then he he's very likely yeah. thinking about it right now and saying, okay, yeah, because this is the best time to get the money you want for him. Because you can risk it. Say, okay, yeah, we'll try and keep him one more season. You know, run it down to a year on his contract. Hopefully, we finish in top four. We win something next season. So then, when he has a year left, we can try and convince him to sign an extension. Like, look, we got Champions League. Look, we won Carabao yeah. Cup. You know, while we're progressing, you know, the project is working. And then he signs. Mm-hmm. But if that backfires and we finish fifth or sixth, you know, we win nothing. And he's like, eh, well, you got to let me go for cheap. Or I can, you know, start talking with clubs in six months' time and I can leave for free <laughs> in a year, you know, yeah. at what, 22? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, because it's a shame because someone like Saka, I feel like should be playing in the Champions League. You know, he would have definitely broken some records, you know, um, I mean, he's 20. We both know if he played in the Champions League, he would have gotten a couple goals, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, who, who was it? Was it Phil Foden or someone that had like the youngest player with the most goals or something like that in the Champions League? Something like that. I have to yeah. like double check. But um, I could have easily been Saka, you know, <laughs> like things like this. I'm sure yeah. he probably be thinking about. He'll be seeing his mates, you know, like see how well Phil Foden is doing. Yes, yeah, Saka yeah. got nominated, but let's be honest, there was no way he was going to win that. <laughs> win yeah. the Young Player of the Year award, you know. Um, he had Phil Foden's name written all over it, so he'll be thinking about all these things. Like, you know, is this team yeah, doing anything? It's, it's not beyond, um, you know, the realms of possibility. But I, I want to think that um, Arsenal needs Saka this season to really no, we do kind 100%. of push on. And and maybe you can entertain those conversations next season when you can maybe have something to convince him to stay and you know kind of be be the the main guy at the club who's spearheading this this project that seems to be moving in the right direction. So you know, yeah, we'll have to see. 
you know, how that one pans out. And um, so just jumping into Manchester United and we just round up here as well. Um, it's It's been interesting. Like I said, I, I, you know, I'm super pumped about, um, you know, Eric Ten Hag, you know, everything he does is like magic at the moment, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, and I think we all want him to succeed. And so the transfer window is really, really important. Um, for Manchester United, it's, it's radical because we're losing up to 10 players. Like it is, we're losing. In fact, you can create a whole. Yeah, but it's 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 players that it's. I mean, we did we did ours as well. You know, you have to trim the fat, right? We shipped yeah. out a lot of players over the course of the season as well. So these are players that you know you guys were gonna. No, no, no doubt, know. no doubt, They're no fringe doubt. Players. But I mean, yes, well, some of them are French players, but some of them have been part of, you know, the rotation at the very least. Well, Pogba, you would consider a starting for sure. Matic was part of the rotation. Um, Cavani was part of the rotation. Maybe not not so much this season, but last season he was. Um, Lingard used to be part of the rotation. Yes, a little bit more French these days. And and then Mata and so on. <laughs> um, but but then you, you look at, you know, the likes of Martial are, are probably going to leave. You know, there are rumors that he's going to leave. Um, you look at... Um, Juan Pesaka, who was part of heavily part of the rotation, actually in some cases starting as a right back, he's going to leave as well. Um, I think he's on the market. Um, you talk about Dean Henderson, who is the second goalkeeper. Fair enough, he hasn't been super part of the rotation this season, but he was heavily involved in the rotation last season. Oh, wow. So there, okay. there's still some significant um, like movements uh, and players who are leaving who would impact the squad, even though, to your point, yes, a lot of it is trimming the fat. I agree uh, 100%. But it's still significant. And also the way we performed um, last season means that, you know, that there could be more people who we, we don't even expect who, who might still leave because, you know, something radical is is probably happening. He's a new manager. He's going to have his ideas, going to have the kind of players he wants to play, play with. And he, he's actually going to be recruiting um, for people who can play his style of football because there is no indication at the moment that our team is designed or equipped to completely play his style of football in every single position. So there are some where, you know, he's going to test out what's going to happen um, with some players. He's going to give them a chance, even though he he's not sure how it's going to pan out. He, he might give them a year and then figure out what to do with them. But there's some who maybe it's just impossible to move forward with them and he needs to replace them right now and he needs to bring in even starters because we're thinking about almost bringing in up to three or four starting players into the team. That is significant for any team. That's significant, um, yes. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and, and and Frankie seems to be one that is the big one. Um, and and it's, it's exciting. I mean, watching him yesterday against Belgium, you know, we're now all... Dutch fans, as much as United supporters, we're, we're now Dutch following coach. Dutch football. <laughs> yeah, we celebrated the the Ajax uh, win as if we we had won the league as as well. I think there's a joke going around that Manchester United uh, won the Eredivisie, won the um, the the Champions League through Real Madrid. <laughs> you know, we won a lot of <laughs> trophies. We're counting them as trophies since we didn't have anything to play. But anyways, on a more serious note though, um Frankie is a, is is an amazing player. Um he is. But at, at first I was thinking about it and saying, well, is he going to be just a luxury player? But the fact that he is someone that Ten Hag has worked with directly someone he knows very well, someone who played really well under him. And yesterday he kind of, you know, alluded to the fact that he plays better for Netherlands than he does for uh, Baka because um, the Netherlands play to his strengths. And I was thinking about then saying, well, ETH is also, um, you know, play, has played him, you know, at his best point, at the best point of his career, he was playing under Ten Hag, basically. So, I mean, it is not beyond the realms of possibility that the deal will happen because what's been holding that deal up is two things. Manchester United needs to put up 
you know, whatever feedback I was trying to, you know, kind of uh, put out there, I'm hearing 70 million pounds. Um, they need that. They need the money because they're in financial um, distress. They need to actually make, make this deal happen for them to be able to do anything. Um, his wages are also pretty high. They're almost 300 plus K. So that's, that's serious. Um, and so they need to get him off the books. They tried different means of sort of engineering some sort of financial leeway for them to be able to avoid doing that. But the, the, the rumors coming out in the past few days suggest that they have made the decision to move him on, even when he really doesn't want to go, which is also a dilemma for most United fans is that, you know, why buy a player who does not want to come to you? But the way I'm trying to read it, considering how great Frankie de Jong is and considering the the relationship with Ten Hag, the way I'm choosing to read it is that the guy does not want to leave Barca. Not necessarily, he's not necessarily saying no to United, but he's saying he doesn't want to leave Barca because this is this is childhood dream to play for Barca. And most Dutch players who go through the Ajax system are typically drawn towards Barcelona because of the Cruyff um, sort of relationship. Even Van Gaal coached there and things like that. So there's a there's a deep relationship between Ajax and Barca based on that. So you know mm-hmm. I, I get it. So it's it's a, it's a bit of a an interesting one. But I would want the guy to come in, but. I still think we need a combative midfielder who has technical ability because that's what we need at United. We have at United either players who are really good technically but do not have the combative type of um, sort of attributes um, in our midfield or people who are really, really combative but have zero technical ability to, you know, make passes and things like that. So we need we need a balance. That's, that's really what we need, especially in the midfield, in in fullback areas, even our strikers. That's why I'm kind of a, a bit skeptical about the Darwin Nunes thing, um, just simply because it doesn't seem like he's a technically gifted player. He, he's great at scoring goals, but it seems like his build-up leaves a lot to be desired. His first touch is kind of sketchy and questionable. And I've heard a lot of Manchester United fans really, really, you know, kind of hating the fact that, you know, United is going for, maybe hating is a very, very strong word, but they, they're not really um, keen on Darwin Nunes, to put it nicely. Um, and personally, when I look at the, all the forwards that we've been linked to, I think I like Nkunku. I like, his, um, I like he, that he is a complete forward. And that's the kind of forward I would like to, to watch. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. It seems like Darwin Nunes is going somewhere. Liverpool was in the, in the hunt for him as well. Um, you know, and for me, I would say, would 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 Nunes come to play second fiddle to Ronaldo? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a very very strange one. Um, you know, with the striking position, so I I would much rather we go for a forward um, that is an all rounder versus sort of a proper nine, if you get what I mean, right? So, but I don't know uh, what's going to happen there. Um, United is also going for Timber um, from Ajax. This one is an interesting one because um, up until a few days ago, he you know he was supposed to be you know interested in coming, and all of a sudden now it seems like he has cold feet. I don't blame him. I don't blame <laughs> anyone actually who's coming to Manchester United and having cold feet. Um, he's having cold feet, I think, probably because Louis Van Gaal has made it clear to him that if he, if he doesn't get playing time um, at, at, the, at his club and he's not going to play in the World Cup, right? And I think Louis van Gaal has not had nice things to say about Manchester United since he left. He has been bitter about the whole situation. He told Ten Hag not to take the job. <laughs> so if he is coaching his players right now, I'm sure he's telling them to stay away from Manchester United. So that, that worries me I'm a little bit. Surprised. Um, yeah, so <laughs> so that, that concerns me just a little bit. So, but but I hope that Ten Hag's relationship with with Timber would make the difference. And for me, I'll be very very honest with you. I'm you know I'm all for the whole let's bring the Ajax boys around. You know, Ten Hag coach them. I'm all for yeah, that stuff. But but you know, one thing I keep saying is that 
when you look at the track record of Eredivisie players that have made the jump to the Premier League, there are few of them that have made it that were successful, and we can count them. You can count Suarez, Van Dijk, um, Gini, and and maybe you have to stop. At, you almost have to stop there. Maybe the closest to making it a little bit was um, Patrick Van Ham, Van Arnold or whatever his name is. And I'm not talking about the Van Persies and the Ruud Van Nistelrooy, the Beckhams of the world. I mean, those guys were able to make those step ups. Don't get me wrong, but I'm talking about in recent times. When you look at the players who moved to the Premier League from Eredivisie, whether it's Klassen, um, you know, even Donny, there's so many of them that have come here and really, really struggled um, and, and had to sort of move back. I'm hearing that Begwine is trying to move back to Ajax, right? There's so many of those kind of players. Memphis didn't really make it. He came to Manchester United, he didn't really make it. Daily Blaine did well, he did all right, but he had to move back to Ajax. But I would say, like, I am also aware of the fact that there is a difference between those two leagues and the premiership is a, is a whole new, you know, is a, is a step up. It's a huge step up from the area of even though, you know, Ajax is playing like really amazing football. I want to be mindful of the fact that it might not be such a smooth um, step up for, for even Timber. Yep. I agree. Because now, like, we don't even know, okay, you know, um, what's the plan with Donny? You know, is it going to be, is it going to come back into the team? Is it going to be, is it going to be moved on? You know, I mean, this is one of Eric Ten Hag's former players at Ajax. So, like, um, what's the plan there? And if, yeah, based on his experience, like, would he want his, like, um, former teammate, like, Frankie, you know, to to move to Manchester United and leave Barcelona, you know. So, because these players, I'm, they, I'm sure they, they talk. And if you're looking at the um, Netherlands game, you know, Donny didn't make the team, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, doing his Ajax time, like he would have made the national team. So, yeah. So yeah. No, no, no doubt. I, I, I don't have any, um, like... You know, I'm not wearing any rose-tinted glasses about how easy it's going to be to convince some of these players to come play for United. United had yeah. been a wreck this past season <laughs> for any player at all. I don't, I don't even think it's limited to the people who have connections to the team. But I think considering what United has gone through this past season, it's going to be, it's going to take convincing. I just saw a few hours ago that we're linked to Ericsson, which made me happy. I mean, he also has a Ten Hag link in the sense that before he moved to Brentford, he was actually training with Ajax and had close contacts with Ten Hag. So that might give us a little bit of a leg up. But I think if Tottenham is also interested, maybe he might have, you know, some soft spot for his old club. Or he may not because he doesn't work with, want to work with Conte. Who knows? Or maybe, you know, would Conte really go for him? But I would love a, an Ericsson. I love a Frankie de Jong. A Frankie de Jong. I love a fullback. I love a combative uh, midfielder. You know, someone like uh, Sangara from PSV. Or um, I've also, you know, I don't even mind if we get to Liso. Um, we have to be smart mm-hmm. this, this, this summer because the, the truth of the matter is that United cannot buy all the players they need this this summer. They need to do. They need to play money ball. They need to start playing money ball. All this sort of, you know, it's one thing or the other. I don't even believe in that. I think if you look at the NBA, for instance, people try to craft teams that win. They can take advantages, that, you know, in, within a season and make moves that make them win. The, you know, for that season, I see no, nothing wrong with that. There's always this thing about building. You can build while being competitive as well. And I think the likes of Ericsson and Frankie de Jong would kind of ensure that to a reasonable extent, but we need the solidity of a combative, um, you know, midfielder. I don't want to call it a DM because when you say it's a DM, it seems like that's all they're all about is just being destroyers. But no, people who, yes, they can be destroyers, but they have the technical ability to also find a pass, right? So the, the I like Neves as well. I've heard about links to him, but I think Baka probably are going to go for him. Um, so, but you know, I think I'm, I'm anxious to see who, who comes in. I think the Frankie the Young thing is interesting. I think it might happen considering 
some of the things Frankie said yesterday. And considering the fact that United is actually in the process of bidding for him, it's not, this is, you know, it's no longer speculation yeah. that they're trying to bid for him. They want to bid for him. So, and they have the money that Baka wants. I've heard PSG is somewhere around, but when you look at what's going on, PSG, interestingly, PSG, this is weird, but um, the new director of football, um, Campos, who has worked with Mourinho in the past. In fact, Mourinho was recommending Campos to United when he was here as director of football, but it didn't um, oblige him. Um, now he's the director of football at PSG and he wants Mourinho as a replacement for Pochettino. Uh, at least that's what the rumors say, which is going to be interesting. So does, does Frankie want to go into that situation? Do you want to go play for Mourinho, even though Mourinho is a good manager, but I don't think he's sort of the type of manager that Frankie needs. Frankie needs people who understand him, who can get the best out of him. And the proven person who has gotten the best out of him is Eric Ten Hag. So I would say that, you know, those are the things that make me think is going to be possible because I think Ten Hag is going to tell him that, look, Manchester United is my project. You are going to be my key man. We don't have Pogba you know, in the midfield to come and take your shine or anything like that. This is going to be your team. We're going to run this team moving forward. You know, it's 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 something to sell. Um, Manchester United is a sleeping giant, just like Arsenal, just like, you know, we know the, the clubs, just like Liverpool was a few years ago. These clubs are sleeping giants and all it takes is, you know, the right combination, you know, in team building and something interesting can happen, right? So I think they can sell it to him. You know, United didn't finish like, 10th or 15th or whatever. They were second last season. They finished sixth in a weird season. You should sure. say, okay, you know. Sure. <laughs> so it's not like, yeah, the things still sell, right? So it's like, yeah. I still think that there is um, some sort of, um, you know, um, leeway there for him to, to make that decision. And the way he, you know, in his press conference during the Netherlands, prior to the Netherlands game, he was saying that Baka was his, you know, Dream, dream, dream club, and he was kind of dismissing the fact that he was going to move and saying that you know nothing has been told to him and stuff like that. The game after, and I don't know, I don't know if it was just lost in context, but he do, he did say that he performs better for the Netherlands, and I was like, okay, that is an interesting thing to say, um, you know. So it's beginning to feel like they want to push him out of the door. There were rumors, uh, there were rumors that um, Xavi told him that the club wants to sell him and that they've not been particularly impressed with his performance, which is just, which I think should be the dagger, <laughs> you know, to, to, to kind of um, seal that one. Baka needs, needs him to go. And I, I think if you think back last season um, in the summer as well, Baka needed to sell a player to move on and they sold their best ever, they, they let their best ever player go. So I think they can do it for Frankie as well. So I think it's going to happen. Well, we'll see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I want other teams to strike me. That includes Manchester United, you know. You know, because um, I want it to be more interesting, more competitive. And I want you guys to do all, you know. Exactly. Um, it's, it was a bad season by all accounts for you guys yet you finish sixth which is actually not a bad position when you really think about it you know and yeah. you know yes it didn't make you UCL but with the way you were playing you know you know top four was out of it but you're in Europa Arsenal with all their all improvements improvements was in the same Europa <laughs> you know <laughs> there's no difference between Arsenal and Manu but yet people feel like Arsenal had a great season and Manu had a bad season but were pretty much mates you know so uh, Manu can definitely go go up like they it only they can only go up from here you know if eric ten Hag plays his cards right if they recruit well this summer you know they can only go up from here and i feel like man new fans should be excited you know there's there's a lot to look forward to you know um and which i'm not surprised that you're fooling all the rumors you probably spend all your weekend and you're probably going to spend your week off just <laughs> fooling rumors um yeah i want everyone to be to be strong I want Liverpool, I want Manchester United, I want you guys to do well, you know? 
I, I, I think it is the league is more interesting when everybody is, is competing exactly. at a very high level exactly. and it, it exactly. makes it, it makes for more fun it makes the banter better maybe our banter will resume because our banter has subsided because we're feeling pity for one another about the situation <laughs> when we should be bantering one another right so maybe we'll get our banter back once we sort of start performing at a higher level um, but exactly. also interesting interesting to to, to to your point also about um um, Manchester United and, and where they finished, um, it was it was a disastrous season and we, we shouldn't have finished in the sixth position. I think that doesn't reflect even our performance. And and for you guys, I think, you know, something to keep in mind is that your team is also a growing team. A young, it was the youngest team in the league. So you did, you really did perform very, very well. I mean, consider, all things considered. But yes, I mean, you know, things happen. But yeah, to your point, it's going to be a great season. Um, I think on that note, we should really round up because I'm, I'm sure we're going to come back and, and do more transfer uh, roundups in the weeks the weeks ahead. And, and to your point, um, for what I'm going to be doing, yes, my Twitter is just sort of, you know, constantly rumors, fresh. Rumors, rumors, <laughs> rumors. I'm, I'm, I'm swimming in it. I've always um, kind of been like heavily involved until I started telling myself, I think last season, that no, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. You know, you should just sort of wait till the, the, the news is, See all the confirmations, but yeah, I'm really um, I'm neck deep into this one. So um, we see yeah. what what goes on, and if anything interesting happens, maybe before, uh, maybe the end of the week, we can still find some time to talk about it and see what happens. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the next uh, roundup where we look at you know the done deals and look at you know rumors and stuff like that. But yeah, it's been it's been awesome having this chat. Yeah, uh, honestly, I just want to say all I want for next season is. You know, I don't want the Liverpools and the Masters showing up and everyone's like, yeah, they've won it. Like, you know, I want Manchester United, even Arsenal, I want teams to go to Anfield and, and everyone's like, you know, who's going to win? We don't know, you know. <laughs> Not, you know, a team shows up and like, yeah, you know. Like, let both sides be confident because everyone is at their best. You know, like, we want the best of the best facing off week in, week out. You know, Um because it makes an interesting game, it makes an interesting week, and that's what we want to watch. That's what that's what we're here for. Awesome. Well, this this has been amazing. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, thanks for everyone who listened in on uh, this edition of Transfer Roundup. Uh, we'll be back again uh, next week doing another Transfer Roundup. Until uh, then, thank you, and uh, yeah, goodbye. <laughs>